video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back, to episode 186 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. My children, I am here with my right-hand man, Mr. Grizz. I, th- I thought you were going to say the holy homeboy for this week. Would the only be holy <laughs> homeboy, Mr. Grizz. How and are you I, doing, Mike? And I am your friend, Brother Mike. Brother Mike. And we are here for another one of the Texas Splatter Trilogy entries. Yet again, I must say that we did not make that up. We got that from somewhere else. But this week we watched the 1986 Not Shot on Video, which I guess a lot of people may think this was, but the 1986 cult classic the abomination you know i i I have to say i love this this accent a little bit because it kind of goes like in between of like what i imagine like a southern bell cross-dressing mic would sound like (laughs) and then it goes back to like your like typical redneck there's a little bit of southern bell in there though dude you got it in you i like it Hey, what can I say? <laughs> I was born to do this. Chris, I'm sorry. I got to stop talking like Brother Fog <laughs> right do. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's so weird because it's got that like odd, uh, uh, like sort of question type like phrasing of the sentence. You know, it's something that I've I guess I've heard like those Southern Baptists. Brother Love, dude. Yeah. Oh well, dude. He looks like Bruce Pritchard too. But I mean, that's the gimmick, though. I mean, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's the same gimmick. It's 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 like the same. Like like you said, everything is. Is it a question? Like it's always like you know like it always has that like. Yeah. Even he, when he's saying the I love you, he, it's do, like do you? Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Was that question, motherfucker? What? <laughs> It's it's such a it's such a like underused character. Maybe like it's I mean, I guess they use it in like other types of movies, but like I enjoy it in horror films so much. Yeah. But I guess it's kind of one of those things where it's like it's borderline like insensitive. You know what I mean? Like not everybody's a fucking local yokel. Not everybody's, you know, Say like who? a smooth yeah, like who? a smooth talking fucking greasy con man i love it like it's the perfect i love it especially in horror movies because it's like the perfect character to to finally like get their fucking comeuppance like to be like fuck this greasy fucking religious piece of shit like we're gonna give it to him finally and like watch him get eat by some tumor or something and like you know that's what i want to see in horror movies that's that's perfect that's true so before we get into this anymore Yes, we have covered The Abomination before. That was pre-Grizz. We had Anthony, we had Mainstream Mike on there. Uh, That was a long time ago now, man. Jeez, 
So we figured uh, we did a uh, viewing of that. I'm surprised we didn't get arrested for it. Um, but <laughs> up in the now we, we're going to some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to do the full. Uh, I guess the 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 full presentation of Grizz's point of view of the abomination. Everybody's probably you probably know mine. Grizz wants to fucking hear about everything. Well, so. well, I gotta say, I'm not really too sure if you like this movie or not. I I've never really heard you like speak about it, and I don't remember um, the watch along because I was slightly inebriated. Yeah, so no, that's the point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. remember so, a watch along, let alone yeah, specifically yeah. that one. <laughs> so I was kind of excited to talk to you about this because uh, I guess to me it's a fresh point of view. It is. Um, you are a VHS collector. You've been around the block a few times. You're aware of the tape. You're aware of the Donna Michelle brand. You're aware of the hype around the tape. This one has it, always. Yeah. Well, this one has always been hard to come by, right? This one has always been one of those tapes where it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay out of the ass for that one. It's not like one of those new um, like revelations where all of a sudden something we were buying for a dollar is now fucking a oh, yeah. hundred. No, no, no. You know, this, this is, was always up there since I started collecting. Uh, I, it was it was a, a pricey tape. I've I've been able to get my hands, you know, thankfully on, on a lot of extremely uh, what some people would call rare tapes. But, you know, the grails that are in and out. Um, and I, I've been able to get my hands on quite a few of them. And this is one that has always eluded me. I've never been able to have a real copy of this movie. I have a, a DVD of it. And even the fucking the DVD looks legit on the, on the outside. And then you look at the back of the DVD and it's a total fucking burnt like yeah. disc yeah, and shit. You know, it's not legit. So... Uh, I've never owned, I feel like, a, a real release of The Abomination. It's an extremely hard tape to find. Yeah, I was actually gifted this by my boy Bruce, Sutter Kane Rules, uh, Bloody Knife Video. Um, what happened was, a couple years ago, me and his schmuck ass were both fucking two idiots sitting there on fucking eBay without telling each other, bidding against each other. Perfect. Like, mother motherfucker motherfucker like what the fuck all right whatever he beat me by a dollar right now we realized after the fact that we were bidding against each other so from then on we checked like hey man are you on this or no but you know he he one day surprises me with this tape he's like here dude i was like jesus christ man like thank you so fucking much I, uh, and then you wiped your chin off and you said, I can't believe you've given me this wonderful gift. This is so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, I never expected to own this tape because like you said, it's just, when do you even get the opportunity to buy one? I mean, eBay, they were probably, I would say less, uh, I guess, you know, less abundant a couple years ago, I feel like, yeah, right? I like, I feel like they never came up on eBay. You had to know somebody to either trade them or buy it from them. Even now, I still don't feel like this is one of the things that, you know, you see posted a, a lot for sale ever anywhere. Is that, you think it's because people generally keep their copy? Uh, and I, I think that's true, especially I would like, you know, certain tapes like this and like Splatter Farm and stuff like that. You don't see them around as much. 
So it's harder to let go of something like that. Like a lot of the camp stuff, yeah, people think they're rare, but bro, I've owned a few copies of video violence and stuff like that. I mean, there, yeah, of course, there, there's enough copies out there for everybody. So, yeah. but when it comes to things like this, I feel like there really isn't. So if you get one, you really do got to kind of hang on to it if you're lucky enough. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the original print run would have been for this. Um, I, I I don't know. What what do you if you had a guess? Shit, a few thousand. I mean, obviously yeah. for sure, but I, I can't imagine it being a high double digits thousands at yeah. all. And how many survived to 2022? True. Yeah, that's the thing that a lot of people always forget. Is that like, yeah, they may have existed, they may have been out there, sold in abundance, but how many actually made it through the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, the 2010s? Dude, think, like, of, the, think of the bangers that have been thrown away by fucking thrift stores. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You know how many Sabres of the fucking- will fucking throw that shit out now. Dude, you know how many of the fucking like religious thrifts? Oh, those will ones just throw are that shit notorious. Out? They will not put see religious ya. tapes out, dude. If they see, or they are, they will not put horror tapes out. If they see a horror movie, even suspect Garbage. it's a fucking horror movie. It shits in the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, and it sucks because you know the cover of this tape is like, you know, it's super fucking cool. <sighs> Everybody knows what the cover looks like. Your copy's but like, minty too, bro. That's nice. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. It's but nice, uh, if. Like you were working at one of these like religious thrifts and you saw this cover, like you, you fucking bringing this in the in the back and burning it. Yeah, you the know name what I mean. Too the abomination. Yeah. You're burning this yeah. motherfucker for sure. I love it's, that. I mean, technically, it is a religious movie too. It is too. But what what a time to be like purchasing tapes like this. You were probably getting, you know, from a catalog, right? You were getting it from like the back of a magazine. You were sending in. I mean, if you weren't renting it, like, where the fuck were you buying the Abomination? Oh, yeah. You definitely had to, like, you know, back of horror magazines and, and, you know, fanzines and shit like that. That would be the only place. And you would have to order in mail order and stuff like that. You weren't buying. I mean, maybe in big cities like New York City, you'd have specialty shops and stuff like that that might carry some stuff like this. But, yeah. dude, you you got to order this through the mail. You'd have to, you'd have to be in the know. I have to find... Um, I have a checklist or like a like a, a mail-in catalog for a um, tape and CD like distribution warehouse that was back on like in Long Island um, back in like the early 90s or whatever and all the tapes dude the dude the tapes that were on this list were fucking awesome I mean there wasn't anything like like this or like you know but for the time Splatter Farm you, you but, still be but there was Dude, there was still things like the Prowler on there and Hell shit, yeah. like crazy shit. It's like, damn, if you only knew back then. But even us, I mean, we're not that old. We're old enough where we lived through the VHS era, the tail end into the DVD age. Like, how many tapes did you just say, like, ah, fuck it, and you just threw it out? Oh, totally. Dude, when I started when buying, moving, DVD, or when I started buying DVDs, just being like, oh, I don't need two copies of this. Get rid of the yeah. fucking tape. Good the dumbass, funny thing is, you know? The joke's on us. That all those like first wave DVDs of shitty movies like this, they were it's all just, just VHS, VHS rips. Copies, dude. Yeah. I know it's so yeah. bad. They were even like four three in the fucking widescreen. Oh, like <laughs> notorious, notorious for that shit, dude. And what cracks me up is that at that point you could buy a widescreen VHS tape. You know what I mean? Like you could you could watch the beyond property. widescreen. Yeah, yeah. Anchor so Bay was putting funny. them all out. You could easily yeah, get that's that. That's so shit. 
That's so fucking funny. Would I, Anchor would I Bay, shout out. What I will say, though, is that, like, uh, you know, we talk about how rare these tapes are and stuff like that. And, and there are legitimately, you know, rare tapes out there that didn't get a, a lot of exposure, a lot of runs. I, this that is, is that obviously tape. one of them. Yeah, that is the, a perfect example. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I'm seeing a trend in, especially on eBay, if, you, if you're a VHS collector, you're obviously you're following eBay trends. Otherwise, you're probably not really a VHS collector. Um, and... It's kind of funny to me, man. And when our friend group has, has kind of talked about this, when you see a tape that we all know is, oh, that's a rare tape. Everyone knows that tape. And it sells for, you know, oh, it went for fucking four or $500 plus. What do you see happen that following week, man? More tapes. They come, more people list them. Do they come out of the woodwork? All of a sudden that rare tape is fucking listed 20 times on eBay. Mm-hmm. So how, how, how rare really is it? It just depends on like the the supply and demand like you know it, it's just just crazy to me how uh people think that these things just oh they're not out there well once some asshole decides to pay 700 dollars for a copy of video violence mm-hmm. everybody's got a fucking copy for sale now well dude just just look at like back they found um the box of quad eds unopened <laughs> so crazy you know what i mean like that that shit's out there there's still fucking stock dead stock out there there has to be i mean i've 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 dug Dude. plenty of video stores uh that had unopened stock that they got in from distributors so i mean imagine that on a larger scale it has to be out there 100 percent, 100 percent. anything you can think of is still out there yeah. you know bigfoot I mean, is real Bigfoot is real. Aliens are real. <laughs> We're still right. waiting for more stories about your uh, supernatural yeah, experiences. I, that one dude fucking gave us that dope ass story, and that was it. Like seriously, if you've been fucking probed, I want to know. Like, yeah. tell me, hook me up, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to okay. be probed <laughs> <laughs> by the abomination. So this one was directed by uh, our man Brett McCormick and I'm saying our man because uh, well we did the abomination twice already and we're going to do some more things he's involved with he also directed tabloid that's a camp video release that people are uh, not really aware of or I guess you never really see it tuned because you're going to be hearing about that later this month yeah hell yeah Um, these movies that he's involved with uh, I really feel like they have a, a specific like feel to them at this time like the graininess of the of the film stock i think you know what was it shot on super 8 or 16 millimeter yeah. oh, this whatever is definitely hell. super 8 but like just the graininess of it the, the way the music sounds like the mix of the music it's really like to me i think he has a very i guess um memorable or specific style just like Todd yeah just like Todd Sheets and like Eric Stanzi like you could tell these movies just by fucking watching them book Walter stuff you could just tell you know you mentioned the grittiness of it and uh, I think that kind of adds to the the atmosphere of Texas for me yeah I don't I don't know why but like it just the movie and it's not even like a movie where it's like everybody has these thick Texas accents and they're wearing fucking cowboy hats it's not that at all like it's honestly no. the exact opposite of that yeah. like really nobody has those kind of crazy accents and shit but it feels more texas than almost any movie that i've watched yeah. and i think it's the texture of the film honestly dude it's the film it's the locations that they're shooting at like those wide open fucking 
uh, locations, like scenes. Looks like oil fields and shit. Yeah, like it looks like it's hot as fuck. Like they're just they're speeding down this road, hammer drunk, passing beers back and forth. Yeah, (laughs) and like they're driving next to each other for a long period of time. And like you know that this is just some like backcountry road. Like this is some Texas chainsaw shit. You know what I mean? Like it's a very similar feel. It, it, it made me miss home because like that's how it was for like where I grew up like there was we had roads that were just like stretches with, with nothing it was fucking Country awesome road. man I love it take me take home, me home. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I think people are gonna pay for me to not sing I don't know that might be a thing we should make that a stick yeah hopefully we should get yeah. <laughs> I love a podcast where it's just like you singing and people have to pay the Patreon just to fucking make you stop. Like yeah, if we get yeah. enough Patreons this week, Mike will not sing on this episode. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna post like a set list, like, oh, this is all the stuff I'm gonna sing for the week. Like if you don't wanna hear yeah. me sing it. So we'll start marking them off if you donate now. I'm telling you, it, it might make money. Dude, you can fucking um, cure cancer with that shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grizz, you know what? Let's just hit the fucking trailer and let's let's get into this movie because I feel like it's easier to just talk about it as a whole than try to make some intro up for this motherfucker. Yeah, so, yeah, let's let's hit that trailer that doesn't tell you anything, and who knows if it's even a real trailer. So, let's hit it. Abomination, Mr. Grizz. I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this, dude. So the Abomination, uh, a evil tumor type demon thing that's apparently all encompassing, all everlasting and all this shit. Evil. Uh, yeah. Attacks a Texas family, sort of. All because of Brother Fogg, the local minister. Um, Chris, if this movie had a budget of like $10 million, would they have shown the backstory of the abomination when you were hearing about it? Yeah. Okay. I, I would love to see the $10 million cut of the abomination. Like, I think it's such a strong concept. But unfortunately, with just not enough backing to get the job done, you know, like, but man, the fucking idea of this, like, religious implanted tumor of evil 
that like spreads and needs to be fed and just oh my god it's so dude genius idea i will 100 percent agree with that i i think that the lack of budget affects the way that you feel when they're talking about this thing like fucking destroying universes and yeah totally because you're seeing it like stuck in a washing machine and in like the pantry you know what i mean like a muppet that's like smoking crack it's just like and i really think that if it had an actual budget of more than like a week and a half's paycheck it would say it would be sick. This would th- be a sick ten what million do you dollar movie. Think the real budget was for this. If you were to take Five a wild grand? guess, yeah, like they'd, that's what I was going to say too. Like it had to be a, a couple grand, if, right? I mean, I and mean, that's all for effects. Yeah, I would say it's split between effects and film and puppetry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, the puppetry's I mean, free. Jim Henson had to get fucking paid, baby. I mean, he's not working for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it as fucking <laughs> Richard Longdong or some shit. Like this is Jim Henson's kids' college project. He fucking imagine. did it. <laughs> Dude, the abomination like puppet thing looks cool. Like it does look fucking terrifying at some points. Like this thing would make me shit my pants if I saw it coming at me. Yeah, and then at other points it it looks like the fucking like killer tomato from Little Shop of Horrors retarded cousin. Dude, it's so bad. Like I don't know. This is like, Audrey Two. This is the, it's Audrey Two's retarded cousin, man. Come on. It's all about the angles. You know, it depends on how you catch it in what light. And that's dude, how it really looks good or bad. Dude, would you say this movie's like a fucking evil little shop of horrors? It could totally play that way. If you take out the tumor reference and just make it like an uh uh, organic monster that's like grown from organic material, which I guess a tumor kind of is. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess it would be kind of like a play on that. Yeah, it's good. That's that's pretty funny that they make it where like this thing grows because his mom like pukes up this fucking like tumor, bloody tumor, gross ass oh. slug thing, right? Like, oh, d- you must have seen it. It was on top of the garbage. It's like, why the fuck is this tumor on top of the garbage? Dude, what a nasty bitch, too, to just be like. Yeah. It up and she doesn't wrap it up or anything. She just like puts it on top of the garbage for all to see. Ugh. Dude, I really, I really have to say that when they like show him talking oh. to like her in the house, and like she's just going on and on about fucking brother fog and shit. The way that that scene is shot, it's like a wide angle almost, right? You see like the whole living room, and it looks so dark and dirty and like fucking gross. Right? Like, that's doesn't Texas, that though, make... Right? Isn't that Texas? Uh, hey, when I was in Texas, it was very nice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, don't know if I, have, been, I've, but I, was... I have it. I have misconceptions, I guess. I'm sorry. Dude, it was it was, it was was very nice. And uh, I think I went through parts that looked like this. I mean, <laughs> did I stop. pass... Yeah, did I press, pass <laughs> Brett McCormick? Probably not. But, uh, dude, this movie, this fucking movie, despite its $5,000 budget... And it's um, Muppet on Crack Monster really does kind of earn its spot in like that VHS home video Hall of Fame of like weird, gross shit that you're going to see on a Saturday night. Oh, dude. I mean, I didn't see this movie until, uh, you know, a few years ago. I can't imagine seeing something like this when I was first getting into horror movies. This would have blew my fucking mind, dude. Like the the amount of of gore 
And like just the, the level of brutality in some of the scenes is amazing. The actual like animal intestines that were used for the actual Disgusting, gore. Disgusting, right? Bro. That fucking huge pot of shit like, too. Like oh. It's like my just fucking cafeteria moves. sloppy joes from high school, dude. It grossed me out all over. Hey, again. hey, I like Not I like cafeteria food. I always <laughs> ate school lunch because I was a fucking mutant. You, you kind of seemed like the type that would fucking woof that shit, bro. Dude, I see you, you eat, eat the that? hot dogs at the drive-in, so I know oh, for Oh, my fact. God. Oh, dude. A dry, I love hot dogs, but like a drive-in hot dog after a few uh, adult beverages or whatnot. It like, goes down easy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> You did That's just me. tell me you got done like fucking destroying some Caesars, right? Yeah, some little Caesars. I got that Batman uh, pizza calzone thing. Oh yeah, was it good, dude, dude? Dude, it was it was good. My stomach is killing me. Did you get the crazy uh, bread? Of course. And you have the lady to there, get the crazy bread. dude. Oh, the lady yeah. there gave me two Batman prints from the new movie that are coming out. I'm like, Bro. oh, thank you very much. She's like, you those hooked muscles. it up. That's right. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Flexing. You made her night too, so it was a win-win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Grizz, uh, do you ever remember even seeing this movie on a shelf as a kid? Because I don't. Absolutely not. No, and like I said, I've, I've worked at a video store. I worked at a, both a mom and pop store and a blockbuster growing up and shit. Never once. And we had, dude, our mom and pop shop, we had some dope tapes that I wish I had still. And this was not one of them. I mean, things that I thought are, I mean, things that I know are kind of still like hard to find, but uh, Donna Michelle's, I maybe Cannibal Campout, I can remember, but that would have been the only one that I can like visually kind of see on our shelves. I feel like that's the one that you always see. Yeah. I feel like Cannibal Campout's the most abundant out of all those fucking it has to be. I've Donna seen Michelle movies. I, I still think it's hilarious that people used to go crazy over fucking monsters and maniacs, and it's just a fucking clip. Oh, it's a clip tape. Here's another terror on tape for you. Have fun. It, well, it's not even a, It's not even as good as terror on tape. Oh, terror on tape dope. at least has solid fucking interludes. Yeah, interludes. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> people. Jeez. Um, Learn Grizz, your shit. <laughs> Learn your shit, bro. <laughs> Come at us. Come fight us at VHS Fest. Why not? Yeah, please. Um, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, please, please hit me. Um, <laughs> Grizz, uh, this movie has probably one of the better soundtracks. I was just about to mention it out bro. of all the movies that we've watched in the uh, recent past, and maybe like the moderate past also. What the fuck happened? How did how did this come about? What the fuck? Yeah, this dude, when I was watching this, I was like, man, this makes me remember all of the really great low budget shot on video movies that we have done. Because, dude, like all of like the the Todd Sheet stuff, all of the uh, the book Walter stuff, it's all set to these amazing soundtracks that are like synthy, but like still cheap but in the best fucking possible way. And that's exactly what this soundtrack does. Like, honestly, the soundtrack is, is of a higher budget caliber than the actual film looks. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like, it just, it's, it's, it's such a good soundtrack that you wouldn't expect it to be on this movie. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what, man? Like, I guess, I don't know. Like, I guess it doesn't matter. Like if, 
if you pay a hundred bucks for it or a thousand bucks or a hundred thousand, if the person you contract to do your music, is just fucking good. Like they're good. It don't matter what you pay them. Yeah. Cause it's not like the, the soundtrack is not like extremely diverse in instruments. If that makes sense. Like, it's not like there's a ton of things going on all the time. No, it's, very, it, it's pretty basic. And it's typical. It's what you would expect in like a horror movie, synthy kind of like, but it, but it's perfect in that way. Like it's exactly what I want in that way. Yeah, and it's it's really memorable to the point where like I find myself like you're humming the fucking theme. Oh, like totally. after the fact, after the movie. It's like what the fuck? That theme how did is this a hook, bro? How did this piece of shit movie come up with something like that? Just like uh um Oh man, City of the Vampires. City of the Vampires had was Nightmare Asylum. I was thinking of from Todd Sheets. <sighs> Great fucking music in those movies, dude. What the what the fuck, man? Sometimes, well, Todd Sheets we know is because of Anoki and Key. Like always, they always fucking the fucking slay. you know. Yeah, dude, I would go see. I would go see that if he played. I wonder if they play ever. I wonder. That would be interesting if you, to look up. If Maybe you know that answer, please yeah. let me know. That's the DMs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what i would say about this movie like you kind of mentioned you don't know if if i like it or if i don't like it and there's a lot to like about this movie there's also a lot to fucking dislike about this movie and it's the movie is probably about 50 percent b-roll yes. of unneeded scenes that really don't do anything for the story that kind of elongate uh, the process of, of the fun. I mean, it really isn't until I would say probably about the 45 minute point that I'm really like, let's buckle up. The tumor has arrived. Like that's when I'm really getting into it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's parts in the beginning that are good. Like um, uh, in particular, when yeah, obviously the mom has coughed the tumor up, she's freed her demons she throws the bitch out in the trash. That night, the fucking demon crawls into the son's mouth. That part, bro, gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies every time when it's crawling into Cody. I'm like, that is the creepiest like concept of a living tumor like walking through the house, crawling up in my sheets. And into my mouth. I cannot fucking do that. No way. It's like, oh, no, Uncle Joe, what? <laughs> Dude, that oh, is God. a pretty like scary concept of like this thing. Like you have no way of defending yourself. You're asleep. This thing crawls in your mouth and basically possesses you. Yeah, that's it. And, I, I love oh, man, how it's a possession. That's the coolest part. Yeah, it's like it possesses you. And then you go and kill all of your friends and family and, uh, you know, you have no say over the matter. It's, and it seems like you, like Cody kind of has a little bit of like sentience, you know what I mean? Like he's not completely, yeah, yeah. Like, a, but because at the end he, he's saying that it was the abomination doing it. So like, then he, so he's conscious during it. We'll get to the end. Jesus Christ. I'm already like, it's going to get confusing. <laughs> um, Grizz, this movie takes place in Texas, obviously. Our last movie takes place in Texas. Our uh, next week's movie, obviously, is going to also take place in Texas. Correct. 
Now, you were saying the grain of this film makes it feel more of the area compared to some other things. Now, to me, what makes it feel more like Texas is the fact that like almost every single person's car is a pickup truck, right? Nobody's driving a Camaro. He's driving a fucking um, Ford Ranger, baby. <laughs> I dude, love everybody's, it. <laughs> everybody's drinking at work. Right? Everybody's drinking at work. I mean, shit, the guy gets eaten because he starts fucking going for a beer. beer while he's on the job. Best scene uh, in the movie, my uh, Can we talk about that also? Uh, that whole sequence dude. is fucking awesome. His boss like, just, is hilarious, for dude. one. His boss <laughs> is a, like an Afro wig wearing, supposed his to be boss, in Texas, but yeah, like his boss talking speaks jive. Like yeah, dude, like, his boss talks like when I try to do the southern accent, that's Hey, you made me hit my head. It's, it's perfect. Like, so that but, kind of throws me off, but it makes the scene that much better. Dude, this thing, the abomination, one of, well, a piece of the abomination, because it's like in multiple pieces, I guess, um, is in the cooler. Cody offers his boss a drink. Cody's boss puts his hand in the cooler, starts eating his fucking hand. Hand's gone. It's not enough. Cody, I get, I get fed. Dude, Cody picks up a chainsaw, cuts this motherfucker's head open with it in like an extremely like, uh, just like you said, the grain makes it look like something else going. Like it's really fucking, I don't know. It just has like a certain atmosphere the to it. The grain helps the believability of the yes. scene, dude. Like dude. if it was clear, I'd be like, oh, this is garbage. But because it's like kind of hard to see, you're like, oh, this is brutal. This is All right. Yeah, this cool. is gnarly. Hell when yeah. he's like standing there, when Cody's standing there with the chainsaw and he's like kind of in like an athletic stance and he's got the sunglasses on and he's covered in blood. Like, dude, that's such an awesome shot. Anytime like, he a has movie those like glasses this, on, he looks like oh. fucking Tom Cruise in that fucking... <laughs> dude, like before he takes off in that jet. Risky business? Looks, uh, or oh, risky oh, business. <laughs> Either oh, one of those. Top gun? It's same era, but that's exactly what he looks like in those fucking glasses. Dude, and, how, uh, how did how did nobody make a Roy Orbison joke in the oh, movie? Dude, that's that is more spot on than my fucking comparison, <laughs> dude. Honestly, you nailed it there. But like, my favorite part of that whole scene is he's chopping the fucking boss's head off with the chainsaw, and it's so real, it's so believable because I've worked with plenty of chainsaws in my life. Those motherfuckers stall all the time. Yep. And he's yep. halfway through the skull and it's caked up with blood and it stalls out and he's struggling to get it going again. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, motherfucker, that's exactly what would happen. Like, that's yeah, so that's... believable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like these movies where they pull the cord once and it just starts. Butters. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's right like, through. please, let me know the, the name and model of that, please. Yeah. Uh, in my Husqvarna, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what? Know what the f know what? I, I mean, are we gonna get the chainsaw talk right now? All right, chainsaw talk. It's a it's such a pain in the ass. These things they go dull so quick. You have to either take your fucking uh, take your chain to get sharpened, or you got to do it yourself, and that takes fucking forever. And blades ain't cheap. So it's not you're gonna no. be getting a bunch of fucking blades to keep rotating them out. I mean, you, you you get two good blades basically. That way, you got one to put on when you're getting your other one sharpened. Yep. And then you got your one to use, and then you're switching them out. But, dude, even sharpening them is a fucking expensive thing. Yep, which leads to me saying that that's what makes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre so unrealistic. It really... They're not maintaining their blades. I'm going to tell you no. that right now. 
I, I, I don't even believe they're using a pure 50-50 blend in those motherfuckers, if I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> they're not using ethanol-free gas. What the fuck? <laughs> they're going to seize those motors. I'm just telling you right now. It's going to be bad business for the Texas Chainsaw crew. Dude, I wish he like walked around with the chainsaw in this movie. Like it, it fits be, the character Cody really so does. well. He, it, right? he like, looks the way he looks so with it. perfect with it. It's but, the stance, dude, like you said, the way he holds it like a fucking gunslinger and shit. It, it looks. Dope. I didn't even think about that. Damn. Yeah. Chainsaw that's, that's slanging. <laughs> Chainsaw I, slanging. I like that. I do like though when he uses the fucking knife on the girl and he cuts her throat from behind the tree. Like, dude. At first, it looks like shit because obviously they're not going to have like top-notch effects. But when they they cut kind of back, you know what I mean? There's like it a weird up cut. a little, yeah, and then the blood's just squirting out. That shit is fucking awesome. Looks and yet again, the grain makes it look fucking crazy. What do you think, man? This is going to be a controversial topic. Super Eight or or shot on video? Oh, this is Super Eight. No, I'm saying, what do you prefer? Oh. Oh, cause this is tough, man. Like, like when I think of Super Eight, I think of some of my favorite things, like Day of the Day of the Reaper and shit, dude. Yeah. And this kind of looks like that, and and both of these movies have this kind of like psychedelic dream state kind of feel to them, and it's because of the Super Eight film, and it has this audio effect to it. Because they, they're not capturing live audio. Yeah, it's all like ADR and shit. It's So, like, it kind of looks like a dub, but it also, like, adds to this, like, dream effect. I'm like, is this person really talking? And then they start fucking talking without talking, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? So it's like <laughs> this fucking hay fever of, like, a dream that I'm having. Dude, it's, it's really kind of a cool thing that Super 8 does for a movie if you're up for that kind of thing. I could see how it also would turn somebody off right away. But I have a special I have a special love for Super 8, man. Dude, I want to know why I guess well, I guess I know why they didn't shoot it on Super 8. Um like more people didn't use it, I guess cuz it was more expensive. It was harder to actually get as Tim Ritter told us, like the correct ex- uh, exposure with Super 8 cameras at that time, at least what they were able to use, because they were very young also, like, making these movies. Very true. But I, I don't want to say that it's, like, comparable, because then you, you have things that were, like, shot on beta cam that were slightly better, and Super VHS and all that bullshit. But, um, and also, like, 16 millimeter, I feel like, is a completely different animal. I feel like 16 millimeter oh, is, totally. like, the, the best of everything. But, um... Definitely, I would have to say, I, I prefer the Super 8, dude. It gives it such a creepy, like, grainy, gritty quality that makes it almost real. You know what I mean? Almost like snuff filmish, More than, like, the guinea pig movies that were, like, supposed to be shot on video. Oh, yeah. Well, they were shot on video. But, like, Super 8, to me, feels like you found that in some fuck creeps chest, like, after he died. And it's like, what the fuck is this? I kind of think I dream in Super 8. I think that might be why I feel like all this shit feels like a dream to me. It's all that weed you smoke, yeah, man. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I should fucking smoke more if that's the case. That's like fun. <laughs> I, I would love to see what it looks like if you transferred a VHS to Super 8. Oh, like the back? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why I wouldn't do it, but it'd be cool to well, you know. You know, it's fun for to experiment. Science, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Video Chase has science. done it four times already. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Chase fucks with film. I don't no, think he's into he, that. No. 
you can't take it apart enough. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I was really impressed when they were doing that drunk driving scene, how they were shooting from the bed of the truck, and they were they're shooting on film, and it was surprisingly steady, right? Like it wasn't too fucked up, like it wasn't all jittery and everything like that. It was cool. I, I figured someone had to be like holding the fucking camera too, like. Somebody had to be back there. They, just seemed, in the they back were talking of the pretty truck. fast. That's what they I'm saying, too. They were fucking booking it. Like, there was some balls taking to fucking shoot that scene. Looks that music good, was though. great, too. Another good track. Oh, dude. And it kind of... And that, that whole scene is what kind of really gave me that Texas feel. Yeah. They go by the people sitting at the, the local gas station drinking beer also. And I was like, man, yeah. that's Texas, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're offering barbecue. Like, they're yeah. talking about eating pig. And then, like, they're talking about more barbecuing and shit. Yeah. Damn, dude. This a good is life. a Texas movie. That's a good I life. Don't, I don't know. So far, I think this is more Texas than Bloodsuckers. That's, that is my opinion of it. I think that this, this feels more, like that one sounds more Texas because of the accents and everything, but this one to me feels, feels more like more. I'm in Texas. Yeah. I, I feel like this one also is more like it just so happens to be in Texas. You know what I mean? Like true. It's the not story focal point. Yeah. This story could exist anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where um, Bloodsuckers was more like it had to be like a rural area and all that shit. Where like the abomination could take place in like an inner city. It could take place in the suburbs. Yeah. It could take, it, pl- it could take place anywhere. Just so happens to be Texas. Yeah. But it's actually well, shows, very fitting for it too, though. Well, that shows the versatility of the story also. That you could have this taking place in like multiple places. You could make a sequel to this movie. And like it be that $10 it million dollar sequel. It, it even kind of sets it up before the actual ending ending, but like it, it does set it up for it. I would love to see Dude. the continuation. The abomination lives on and feeds into Dallas or some fucking shit in Texas. Dude, that'd be great. Oh my God. No, no. I want the $10 million version where like it's already destroyed all of Texas and it's like Moving starting on. to move yeah. across the country. Now That's they nice. have to take down the abomination. The abomination. I would love the to see like uh, the a massive, you know, puppet. oh dude, like, dude. but like you know, like it's grown, it's already consumed Texas, so it's become this large. Imagine it's just this fucking like, you know, uh, state puff size fucking <laughs> abomination coming down the road. I would even take like a deadly spawn size. Well, that, like the the pre gigantic deadly spawn size, yeah. like where it's maybe like ten feet tall. Like, dude, that thing would be sick. We'd love to see it. Did we see this at VHS Fest one year? Did they play this? Oh, man. I don't remember many movies at those things. <laughs> but I'm sure they probably... <laughs> this seems like something we would have watched at VHS Fest. Well, that's what's yes, funny. Yes, they is did. That they did, actually. They did, right? Yes. Because yes. uh, that's what's funny is that, like, if you're not seeing this movie at something like that, like, you're never going to see this on a big screen. Oh, totally not. No way. Like, and, uh, it's almost it, it, the. Do you think it hits the same way? No, absolutely not. I I almost feel like this movie. It it's good. Don't I don't don't take this out. Of, like, don't get this wrong or anything like that. But this movie's so much better with people. If 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 you can watch this with uh, with somebody else who's super into like schlocky horror. 
you're gonna, you're gonna watch have, with me. You're, yeah, you're gonna have so much fun. Like when we watched this together for the first time uh, over the live thing, it was a blast. Like all the interaction with everybody and just like everybody just uh, you know riffing off of the, the craziness that's happening is what makes a movie like this like really special. Watching it by myself for this episode, it's good, but it 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 didn't bring the sauce, you know? It didn't really do the same thing yeah. for me, you know? I, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of movies that are like that, though, where oh, like, you have to, you know, they work better in a group than watching it by yourself. Like, I'm probably the only person that can watch Ghoulies 3 and be like, wow, this is great. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's probably true. <laughs> but, like, if you watch it with, like, a bunch of your friends, like, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great time. You know? So, it, this, I could see being that way. I personally love this movie. It's one of my favorite tapes. Like, obviously, the tape has sentimental value, but, like, just in general, like, the movie itself, I would watch this multiple times a year, either way. Like, I do. I, I put this on every so often. Oh, it, it's just, it's just one of those movies to me where it's like, um, like, watching Robot Ninja or, like, Dead Next Door <laughs> or some shit like that, where it's like, every once in a while, you just got to put it on, you know, refresh. Even, even if it's just for those kitchen scenes, dude. I, oh, yeah. I can't I can't get enough of that at the end. It's just like all out chaos has uh consumed Cody's life and there's just bodies stacked up in his kitchen. There's like a kiddie pool full of fucking like legitimate guts that are yeah. kind of hard to look at at points and yeah. he's just like systematically feeding all the different parts of the abomination. With a yeah, with a yeah, like a feeding fork, dude. It's so good. It, it it looks like uh the fucking Bandic Zooms album cover of gore metal. It's like this just blood soaked kitchen, and I'm like, this is so fucking awesome. And it just continues on to like his what was it, his girlfriend that Amber chick is that who she was? Yeah. Uh, she comes over and the the death of Cody. Holy shit, man! Like this motherfucker gets stabbed with a shovel into the wall like impaled no, up the pitch, on, it's the pitchfork oh is it the pitchfork yeah 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 and like just puts him up into the fucking wall and like he's got a tumor inside of him now that's like coming out of his stomach and shit i'm like man this is so epic and like that's what makes this movie for me is just like the absurdity of the ending that just goes so over the top that i'm like man this is it i i agree that one th okay so one thing i have to say about this movie it says 90 minutes on the back and it's like a legit like almost 90 minutes like it's it's a long it's a long movie i think if this was like 70 minutes it would be super fucking solid perfect like you could cut you could probably cut 20 minutes out of this movie all that and it shit would, i was talking would, about yeah exactly <laughs> it, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect like the story it wouldn't affect the really good memorable shit but you're right, like, going back to that, that there is a lot of B shit that doesn't need to be there. And I get it. You want to make it, like, a like a full feature, and especially with Donna Michelle, like, they were, like, you had to submit your shit to them, and they would pick right. it up and all that stuff. So, you know, is it a little long? Yes. But those scenes with Cody interacting with the Abomination just make it, like, worth it. It's the, the payoff, because you know it's coming. He, like, sets people up to get basically turned into food. And each time he does it, it's, like, fucking crazy. And you have, you know, Brother Fog gets eaten ass up. 
You know what I mean? From oh, the toilet, so which, you know, as a Ghoulies fanatic, you know, I love people getting eaten from the fucking toilet. Oh, that's Toilet's, the money shot know, right there, baby. That's the that's money it. shot, baby. <laughs> but, like, the, the payoffs are always there. You know what I mean? Not None of them are disappointing. The fucking, um, the boss getting killed. Fucking awesome. Um, him killing the girl that was in the cemetery. Fucking awesome. So good. Um, the friend's girlfriend. That was awesome. Uh, his buddy. That was fucking oh, awesome. Oh, the shovel too. in the head? Yeah. Some yeah. spurt and blood. Dude, looked good. Yeah. Like, every, everything is fucking great. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, this movie just, it moves along at a very interesting pace. How about that? Yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, and I don't, I don't mean to like be like negative about like, oh, there's a lot of B-roll and stuff, because it doesn't deter me from the movie. Like sometimes a movie can be overly long. We're like, I'm yeah. not gonna watch yeah. that again. You know, like that's fucking too much. That's too much. This is this is doable. Like I can live with the amount of of B-roll in this movie to get to the point where I'm like, this is gonna be so much fucking fun here at the end that it it, it yeah. makes up for a little bit of the drag in the beginning. It. it and it does help set the story up. You know, you're like, you're like, oh, what the fuck's going on? You know, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, all fucking hell's broken loose, you know? So I can, I can get what he was trying to do with yeah. the length at the beginning. Um, yeah. Now, now that we've talked about all that, dude, we come to the end of this film. The very end. We have seen the death of, of Cody. Um, mm-hmm. We have seen the death of the, the, the Reverend. We have now seen the doctor come in. The doctor makes a horrible sound into the house. We can only assume now that the doctor has become possessed by the abomination and he leaves yep. the house. Cut to credits. And, and as that is happening, we hear a, a the narrator speaking and it's the doctor talking to, to Cody, the patient, being like, so you think this was a dream now and uh, you realized you've killed seven people and he's, you know, giving him this whole thing about how all that shit was made up and, like, you really are a murderer and all this shit. And I gotta know, man, how does that hit you? What do you take away at the very ending of this? I'm gonna stick to my original theory that you said you didn't listen to the episode, so I'm gonna have to enlighten you. My original theory is that the doctor is the one that was always possessed by the abomination. And he was the one that killed everybody oh, and blamed Cody. Dude, I actually fucking love that explanation. So, that is probably, honestly, too smart for this film. <laughs> and I don't and I don't think that the makers would have would have thought that deeply into it, but the fact that you did impresses the fuck out of me yeah dude that is why you are lit lambo my friend that is the deep dive i love that connection and 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 i do like you just say think about it it makes total fucking sense yeah all the pieces are there for that to be a reality amazing he, he he killed brother fog because he's the holy man right who's claiming to cure people he's taking away business from the doctor dude yep Perfect. He killed the mom. He killed everybody else. Right? And then Cody is just... He he was framed for all this. And he's like, and he's nobody believes him. Yeah, who's gonna Why believe him? He? He's a fucking yeah. punk kid. Dude, Dude say... I, I, 
fucking love that so much, dude. That's such really? a cool concept. That's a. Uh, I mean, for me, when I first you know hear that before before this amazing uh, explanation you've just given me, um, I'm just like fuck that. I don't want to believe in that bullshit. I believe in the abomination being a reality. I hate the addition of the doctor claiming he's crazy and all that. I wish that was never in the film. No, dude. But it's real. But if you put it in the context that you just put it in, it's so badass. It's yeah. so badass, dude. I love that. It's a Dr. Well, Decker means- situation, man. It's so yes. fucking cool. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So exactly. cool. Exactly. And it's like a it's like a Lovecraftian type monster, so like anything could happen. It's remember he said it's like otherworldly and it's eternal and all that shit universes have folded because of it that's so so cool dude that's 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 the shit that's 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 how that is the only way to end our critique of this movie with that amazing uh wrap up of the abomination yes watch the movie now after hearing that and it like (laughs) still makes sense it still makes sense. It makes sense. more sense, honestly. It makes more yes. uh, dude, that's cool as fuck. Yes. See? See? That's what you come here for. That's right. That's the what you come dives. here for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll defend it any I'll defend it anyway. I'll I'll make a post Fight when em. this is released. And we'll we'll talk about it <laughs> in the comments. So uh, let's head over to the video drop box for our third entry into the Texas Splatter trilogy. We're back in the video Dropbox for the final movie of the Texas Splatter Trilogy. And that movie is Ozone Attack of the Redneck Mutants. A movie that you could probably call the cousin or brother of the Abomination because it was shot back to back. It shares some things with it. It shares some people with it. I'm fucking pumped. It took me so long to track down a copy of this fucking movie. <laughs> this, yeah, this movie so has like a, a, an inside joke to our friend group. So this is a special episode for all of us. Yes. To yes. Finally hopefully, cover this movie. hopefully we could get Grave Spitter on here, Mr. Yeah, motherfucker. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, the one that held out so long until my boy fucking Brucey e. B came through for me. Um, I mean, this movie, if you like the abomination, you're going to fucking like this one too because it's pretty much uh it's it's in the same wheelhouse it's in the same stadium yeah, yeah, it's in the absolutely. same fucking it's in the same hotel i don't know what the fuck you want to say <laughs> it's the same dormant for sure <laughs> yeah there, there is no trailer to this or at least we can't find one so i will play something else and we will see you on the other side <laughs> calm down boss hey that Ha <laughs> 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 
get beat, we're gonna walk inside And guess what's up, put the food on my plate And some coke in my cup Give me some chicken, fake survive Living past me and lettuce, I'ma pass it by So keep shoveling ah. onto my plate Give me some sweets and a lot of cake Give me some hot macaroni and cheese Give me some mofo please Give me some bologna, salami and ham Toast with butter and strawberry jam I love it wasn't the food, it's cold or hot Put a burger on the plate and it'll hit the spot We'll eat everything at an incredible feat $3.99 for all you can eat Grizz, I just, I can't wait to talk about this. It's, uh, it shares the name, well, at least Ozone, with one of my other favorite uh, low-budget horror movies of Tempe, all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this one is slightly different, though. It's not about a drug-type thing that turns into a zombie, and then the cops have to do all sorts of, uh, it's, it's a different movie. They're still flesh-eating, uh, just a little different. It, yeah, <laughs> um, similar feel, similar look to The Abomination. You'll understand why next week. Grizz, uh, have you ever seen this movie before? Yeah, totally. And, uh, so you're familiar with it? Yeah, and now I'm going to have to like watch it again and like see if I can come up with some gnarly fucking scenarios that you've yeah, never yeah. heard before. <laughs> keep up with this fucking asshole. I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. I, sometimes I have like those acid flashbacks. Yeah, and it's just, it's just magic moments. Cl- yeah, clarity. That's what they call it. <laughs> clarity. I yeah. can see oh. the light. I, I really hope we could get him on for next week. Oh, good uh, he, he owes us one. He yeah. owes us one. Because uh, he, he he has something on his body that we need to speak about. Actually, two things that we need to speak about. There's another interesting Yeah, I've been telling uh, him about that artwork. mole and to get that checked out forever, but he's not going to listen no. to us. I'm telling Dude, you. Dude, you can't get rid of your third nipple. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So, uh, Ozone, Attack of the Redneck Mutants, another um, straight-to-video classic that the bad-taste video idiots will be tackling next week. Not the final, not the final movie of uh, Texas Splatter Month or whatever yeah, the fuck. We're Texas Cherry for the top of the yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we're we're actually we're gonna have to actually rename this, and we're gonna rename <laughs> it on the last episode, and you'll see why also. Um, <laughs> So yeah, next week, Ozone, Attack of the Redneck Mutants. Okay, so uh, before we wrap this up, I just wanna I just wanna speak a little bit about some current events. I wanna speak about the current Winter Olympics going on. Mr. Grizz, you um, sent me an interesting photo that I found <laughs> extremely funny. Of uh, that was real. That was 100 percent real. Yeah, or is dude. That like no, dude, these photos of like the ski jump. Um, like the whole setup is right in front of this giant nuclear power plant. It's like something out of like a future like fucking movie that would just be a dystopian yeah. future that I cannot this imagine. Is, this is gonna be and a movie that now. EK is gonna buy. In 10 yeah, years. this is exactly the type of movie this is where they're doing like fucking Winter Olympics next to a nuclear power plant <laughs> on fake snow. Oh, dude. It, they, they said that course was so dangerous that a third of the contestants didn't even make it. That like wow. a th- like a third of them were disqualified for like falling or whatever. They said it was just like an icy mess. What a well, fucking what a time to be alive! No man, and no, it's like, ice. It's like I the just, Snoopy ice maker. Yeah, and it's <laughs> they're out there making fucking snow cones. 
<laughs> well, the fucking skiing sucks, but at least you got some raspberry toppings. That's what's up. <laughs> but no, dude, like, I guess, like, it's just, like, everything about it is, is uh, I don't want to say anything bad about China, because they'll, we'll get... <laughs> Oh, dude, you can't fucking China espionage, one, China. No. They're the best. Why would we ever? <laughs> but no, I guess there's some some issues with that, dude. I I could just say that uh, I'm glad that I have been spending more time uh, watching uh, old world class wrestling than I have these yeah. bullshit Olympics this year. That's for sure. I don't know, dude. Curling's pretty entertaining. Oh, the the, the ice sweeping. Yeah, that's the, the dude, first thing that on, Yeah, but dude, world class wrestling. Chef's kiss. Friends Give me some crib. Von Eric, some Von Eric action. You lose one every year as you go down the tapes. <laughs> There's always brutal. one right behind them though to take care of business. <laughs> fucking brutal. You get some. You get some fucking early uh, Ultimate Warrior in there. Some early Sting. You get some Scott Rick Hall. Rude. Yeah, dude. You get a little bit of everybody in those. So I'm in Chris, it for Dusty, dude. That's what I'm in it for. Dude. <laughs> fucking Dusty. The American Dream, baby. baby. Beautiful. So, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And also, do not forget to go over to uh, our Facebook page at Bad Taste Video if you search us on Facebook. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram. And you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Grizz, is there anything else you would like to say before we journey into the light now we'd be going into the darkness oh, dude, yeah, totally. i'm just about to go get a snow cone now and fucking call it a night brother dude oh my god we should we should bring a snow cone machine to vhs fest that should be our gimmick it was just we fucking travel with snow cones wherever we dude, go that's sick that's <laughs> sick we're gonna dose everybody yeah. though it's gonna be like beavis and butthead like, to like america read my mind. Be like, it's yeah it's gonna be <laughs> gonna be the dead end driving for real <laughs> all right we will see you next week with ozone attack of the redneck mutants